Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm... It is never too late to get Shefford. Welcome to a season finale edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Eagles fan, Daniel Hardigan. Yes, I am still licking my wounds over here, you guys. It's been quiet at the Hardigan household. It's been dark. It's been dim. I vanished into the night for a few for a few evenings, but I've reemerged. That's why we're recording on Wednesday. Really had to, to gather our thoughts. Uh, with us, as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Or should I call you TikTok boy? Why don't you call me fellow champion? Since when your team wins the championship, you too are a champion. And it feels great. I was ready to start recording this bitch the moment that clock struck zero. Mm. Ian Chepper's part, like good friends. <laughs> Carl Chepper's. And his commitment to Chiefs football. I mean, it's crazy that you, you win the title. You win the picks this year. It's just uh, really the spoils all went to Danny this season. And uh, hey, last but not least, we got Washington Commanders fan Jamel Johnson. Jamel, are you the father of Rihanna's second baby? You know, I didn't want to say it on this show because we don't have a Patreon yet. But the answer is yes. Well done, man. Bravo. Appreciate y'all, man. I, the Super Smash Brothers thing was my idea. All that. A little negligent, actually, letting her up, you know, <laughs> just be a hundred feet above the stadium with your child. But do you think well, her kid is going to be like really into heights now because of this? <laughs> or just like can't get off without performing in front of like eighty million <laughs> viewers? Oh yeah. <laughs> 118 million viewers. Oh, Get it I'm right. sorry. Oh, my bad. My bad. Get it right. More than the uh, game. Well, hey, let's start there, actually. I didn't know where exactly to start, but Danny, halftime happens. The Rihanna performance. The Chiefs are down 10. Take us back to your mindset. I know they've overcome these deficits before, including their other Super Bowl victory came back from 10. So, you know, where were, I know the Mahomes injury was looming. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, where were you at during that halftime? Yeah, I mean, when Mahomes got hurt, that was the last time that I said what I so often say while watching a game, which is it's over, um, which is a, which is pretty good for me to have an entire second half where I never claimed that it was over. Once he came back out on that field, from that point on, it was not over. And I felt like at halftime, it was a good long opportunity to regroup. You know, a lot of this, the stories before the game were about how Andy Reid's been here before and he knows that the halftime is super long 
and that the breaks are really long because of the TV shit. And he kind of knew how to navigate that. And I felt like, all right, we're getting the ball back. It ain't over. We're just down 10. That's I even texted it to you. That's squarely in the Mahomes greatness zone. And so I felt like maybe it was positive. He just got his ass back out there. The first thing you texted us was that the results of the game are now illegitimate. When he got hurt, it <laughs> would have it would like have it was been. January sixth. No, <laughs> no. Look, we had a running text throughout the game, which borderlined on intense at times, but it was generally uh, very friendly. Which I feel like this Chiefs Eagles rivalry has been in the lead up to the game and in the post game. Really, the players in the post game have been more at odds with each other. I can't see the fan bases really shitting on each other or getting upset with each other. It's well, been some diva receiver wait. talk. No, yeah. I haven't seen many of... It's either everybody's mad at the refs or Jonathan Gannon from an Eagles perspective. Nobody's mad at the Chiefs. Well, and this is largely due to the Chiefs fan base being pr- pretty nice. You know, Midwest <laughs> nice. Uh, they, weren't, they weren't the type to rub it in, and so it doesn't give Philly fans enough to get mad about. That said, Juju kind of ruined the vibe for everybody. I'm not a fan. I just want to go on record to the Eagles fans who might be listening. I am not into the Juju tweet. I did send it, but more for, you know, news gathering <laughs> yeah, purposes. Sure. We're journalists. We have to we see these things. We, we are journalists. But I don't um, like that. James Bradbury was a consummate professional. He admitted that he there was a hold on that play. America all knew it once we saw the... The extended replay, not the not the replay we were fed right away. We that knew made he it got, look like we knew he held him, but we didn't know it was supposed to be a flag. He gave him who, a little baby tug. Who knew penalties could get flags? Who knew that that's what would I? You know, they should overturn the 2018 results against Brady. Then D Ford, maybe he was offside, maybe he wasn't. Why call that at that point in the game? Come yeah, on. I do want to let me address that that penalty real quick because I don't want to make the whole show about that but i have a couple takes on it uh the first one is to me it's like pulling somebody over for going 55 and a 50 where it's just but but you just watched 30 people go 80 in the 50 and you just decided to pull the last guy over for going 55 so we talk a lot about like situational awareness in football for the players but there's got to be some situational like refereeing where and especially with the game was so non-flag happy, which I think the fans prefer. It was kind of a let them play uh, game. And yes, there were missed calls even before that call. Uh, we had Juju being tugged on earlier at, at the end of the first half. And we, you know, got on that. Uh, there were a lot of challenges. So like the big, the referees weren't really a factor in the game until that moment. So it was extremely frustrating. I don't think anybody, any impartial fan, aside from a Chiefs fan, uh, was satisfied with that ending. That And that's kind of my take on it. That's not the, the reason we lost. The Chiefs bulldozed us in the second half. That's what happened. So I mean, that was the Eagles issue all year. The challenge was insane, though. When they stopped it, when the Eagles went fast enough to get a <laughs> challenge erased from the board, and the refs decided that they went too fast and they didn't allow the Chiefs to make a substitution, I didn't know that they had to consider the Chiefs in their plan. It was a new one. That was a brand new one for me. (laughs) They didn't want a a stupid thing to change the game, and then they did it later on. But it wasn't 
it was a real penalty. This other thing was something we didn't really know anything about, that it was possible in a game. You know, sometimes you've been watching football 30 plus years and you see something new. It happens. You know, it's all in the rule book. Nobody reads the fucking rule book. It's like 800 pages long. I never have. And that was, I had never seen that one. The ref said, hold on, you're going too fast. But the, the, the Bradbury call at the end of the game, again, to the, to the, the, the law itself, as it's written, that was a penalty, uh, as Bradbury admitted, and I'm glad that he did. I thought the Eagles all handled themselves professionally and dignified, unlike the Niners team the last Very couple weeks. So. Yes. Just unbelievable amounts of crying and whining and pouting from that from that team. Well, and the it fans, wasn't a, just the players themselves very much annoyed me. And it wasn't a bad flag in that case either. It was just like, we have a bunch of shitty quarterbacks and nobody can stop themselves from getting hurt. Yeah. when you get beat by uh, 20 plus, I, I don't think you can yeah. point to one thing, but you, you know um, what I just realized? What if, what if the refs fixed it at the end of the game? Because Kanye bought ad time for overtime. Like, what if the game, like, they were like, wait, we can't, there's Kanye ads coming. We got to end this right now. I thought that's what those He Gets Us Jesus commercials were. (laughs) Pretty close. Pretty fucking close. (laughs) Yeah, Kanye is is very much in that world right now. But the the brutal part of that was, it really was worst case scenario. Them scoring there is actually better than the flag. And then McKinnon, I think the next play makes the smart move of, doing the Westbrook out of the Andy Reid coaching tree, uh, brilliantly goes down on the one. He can score the the Super Bowl winning touchdown. He could tell his kids about that for the rest of his life, but he goes down. I thought that was a very underrated play. A lot of players just go in there. Yeah, I mean, he he wanted to win the Super Bowl. And look, I I think let's get into the what we hated about this game because I don't want to eat some of the meat that's left on my bone. (laughs) There are some meats. My last thing on that, Patrick (laughs) Mahomes' wild antics, begging for a flag on the play, very much annoyed me. Uh, I thought... (laughs) Pat, you don't need to beg for the flag there, but he's, okay. I mean, he, he's ascended to that God tier of it quarterbacks worked. who can get their way and you just, you know, play better out there, folks play but, better. Okay. Sam Howell. Let's get into it. Danny, we always say this cause your team's so good, but what could you have possibly hated about watching the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, this one was a layup for me. What I hated was hurting Dan was hurting you. That's what I hated. I didn't it like hurts. it. It hurts. It really I, does hurt. It sucks to know that my joy was pure misery for someone I care about. Mm. Every mm. gritty Pacheco run, every time Kelsey was still somehow wide open, that almost sexual Tony return, doing the carousel again oh. to set up a second whip route TD. Uh, was, I don't know if that didn't set up anything. Continue. I think look at the tape, watch the tape. (laughs) That play was an incompletion. Then the next play was a touchdown, right? Because he set, but they set up the, the, the sweep action. It's all there. Watch the tape, grind it up. It was, look, it was all a little painful knowing that Dan was having the exact opposite emotion somewhere in Riverside. Mm -hmm. And we're very similar as fans. We're very involved in the game. We're very self-hating. So Mm -hmm. I know what it must've felt like. It must've been torture. And then the call at the end, like, look, yes, this game was not exactly the way I wanted it. And actually, we're going to get there later. We're going to talk about that, I'm sure. Yeah. But 
it was a bad way to end. I fully acknowledge that. Nobody wants the five-minute clock drainer to end such a classic Super Bowl. But, you know, in so many great action movies, there's a point where the hero is getting his or her or their ass kicked by the main bad guy or even just like some giant henchman, and it looks like they're just being outclassed in the fight. But then they miraculously find like a shard of glass or they pull some gun tape to the back shit to win. And that's just what heroes do. They take the W that fate hands them. You know, you do the same. You know it. What you you want want us to decline the penalty so that your guy can get a chance (laughs) to go down there and score. All he needed was a field goal. Fuck that. We're the Super Bowl champs. No, thanks. Am I going to let you guys try some shit to get your gun behind your back? So as much as this hurts you, Dan, I got to say, how about those Chiefs, huh? Dynasty. Drake was right, baby. Oh, God, I forgot about Drake being right. That does. That burns. Yeah. (laughs) Now, and, and, and Dan, this was specifically to you. As for the rest of the Eagles nation, I feel nothing. You got the glove slap you've always deserved all season long. (laughs) Um. You know what? You were actually in that moment acknowledged too. Like, ah, this is this is kind of shitty. I didn't we like all felt it. that. But look, dude, of of course, if the roles were, were reversed, I would have loved the flag. I would have loved taking those knees and making the field goal. Anything to win. It's just it's so hard to get there, as you know. You have to wait years to even be in that position, and that's part of the pain. Um, is that that Eagles defense could not buy a stop in the whole second half, and you think you get one. That was the pain of that flag. It what's, probably wasn't just the flag itself or the penalty. It's that we thought we finally stopped them, which we could not do all half. You finally get the stop, and nope, it's not a stop. And look, and that's I'm, double pain. Hertz was a freight train. We weren't going to be able to stop that fourth and one, fourth and two, fourth and fucking four play that you guys will do. Just gets you the first down automatically. You've been touting it all year. I didn't want to put any... Any drops of of fate into this is going to be a mixed metaphor. I'll just reverse drops of Jupiter. I, I don't know drops of Jupiter into her hair on this one, and her being the <laughs> Eagles. I did not want you guys to score. I didn't care how it didn't happen. I I I the they could have cut to a shot of Goodell and my mom fucking over a pentagram, and I would have been like, if this is helping us win the game, so be it. That's what conservatives thought happened at the Grammys, the way that they reacted to that Sam Smith performance, by the way. You know what Um, I'll say on a side note? I feel like another reason the NFL had to fix this game was because it was too good of a game for the amount of people watching the game who do not appreciate football. Like all of the like, oh, I'm only here for the commercials. I'm only here for Rihanna. They didn't deserve a perfect game. They needed, and then they're all. Everybody left. Like, oh man, I wish the game was different. That's because you do like football, bitch. That's because you do like football. <laughs> You've been acting like you didn't like football this whole night, and the refs blew the game, and now you're mad because you love football, bitch. Wow, I like that you're calling these casual viewers a bitch. There's, I don't know why I'm doing that. I just it felt like <laughs> you're right dense. though. There's a bitch at every Super Bowl party. You know what I'm saying? Everyone, Somebody yeah. was just like, oh, well, ugh. Oh, I can they're, see the bitch they're in you. still playing. They're still playing. The game. You're still eating <laughs> snacks, right? Yeah. This is why I made the fucking cheese dip. So you'd shut the fuck up. 
Um, ah, I don't know where to take this. There's so much to say. I will just go to Jamel. What did you hate? I'm sure you will take us on on the right path. I mean, I just hate that the Chiefs became villains before my eyes. This is, is how vi- this is how villains are made. This is what it, to become a villain in sports. One, you have to just never lose. Check. Uh, two, have some people who are assholes on the team. Check. Well, have the have the refs you pull do. some yeah. shit out of their ass on behalf of your victory. Check, 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 check. And this is like if you thought you hated the Patriots, you were gonna hate what the Chiefs become. Because even like when the when the Patriots were in the middle of winning everything and in the refs inventing rules for them to win. It was still New England, and people hated the area of New England, and there was enough of America who wanted to see Tom Brady lose. Nobody's going to want to see the Chiefs lose, actually, but they're still villain. It's like when somebody uses Amazon Prime, but then they're like, I know Jeff Bezos is bad, but uh, hey, I can't stop him now. Hey, I need them pills. That's what the Chiefs are. The Chiefs are the Amazon Prime of football teams to support. Because one, none of the people, nobody from Kansas City, it's going to be so many new Chiefs jerseys from people from San Diego, shit like this. (laughs) It's a desert out here. And it's all, it's all on the way. And like Mahomes is like, if you hated Tom Brady, man, you're going to, what's happening next is going to be even more. He's like. If Brett Favre was as accurate as Drew Brees, but also got all of the bullshit Republican referee calls as Tom Brady. <laughs> he came up for BLM right away, Patrick Mahomes. Hey, look, black people can be villains too. <laughs> Let me introduce you to Clarence Thomas. He is not Clarence. That is unfair. I'm just he saying is. black people can be villains too. But I Danny, mean, he is married to a white woman, so I'll give you that. You have this is something, and we've we've talked about this before that you're going to have to reckon with uh, is being the superpower, and eventually, that's uh, not fun for everybody else anymore. I mean, low key, the Chiefs have ran the AFC since Andy Reid got there, except for Bill Belichick and and Tom Brady were still around. Brady left. We see that it's not Belichick who had that magic. Uh, we saw Brady and Mahomes do a Literally Super Bowl Tom together. Brady, blood magic. That was Literally. Brady's last like little dying breath of greatness. But truly, the Chiefs have kind of ran shit for a while now. And now they're at the height of their powers. Um, I don't see them getting worse. I mean, you, obviously, gonna, breaks can go one way or another. They played a lot of close games in the playoffs. But uh, it's a superpower. And, you know, that's what comes with being one of... Are you in the axis of evil or are you uh, a freedom fighter? Like, Danny, this is World War II now. Brother, this isn't even, if you thought, this wasn't even the worst call that's going to come in the Chiefs regime. There's going to be a play somewhere down the line in this Chiefs reign of excellence. The guy's got 10 years left. Oh, more than than that. On the contract, there's 10. There's yeah. 10 years on the contract. There is going to be a call. Somebody, like, it's going to be an AFC championship game, and the Bengals are going to be, like, driving for the win, and Jamar Chase is going to catch a ball in the middle of the field, and the refs are going to stop the play <laughs> and tell him to do it again. No flag. 
They're just going to say, hey, actually, my camera wasn't on. Can you just do that again? Well, I guess the only hope for uh, somebody who isn't a Chiefs fan is Andy Reid's getting old. Travis Travis Kelsey, uh, Mahomes' favorite target, not young. That what one if he is goes scary. vegan? That one what if he me. goes vegan? If he goes vegan, he'll go another 20 years. He should. He, one he, I mean, season of vegan Andy Reid. Andy all like Tony Gonzalez. And he he's already flirting with retirement, though. And it's just like this version of the Chiefs offense is so frustrating to, to play against because you have the genius coach, the GOAT quarterback, and I think he's getting there. His resume is not there yet. And Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends of all time. To me, I, I was thinking about what it felt like to play against the Chiefs and lose that game. It was like playing a guy in Mortal Kombat who beats you only using low punch. He doesn't use a projectile. He doesn't even jump. He doesn't run around. It's I just mean, one low punch. And he's not button mashing. He's just fucking perfectly good at timed. It. Yeah, just, just perfectly timed. Like, low. There's saying, nothing you can do. You're saying the Mahomes Chiefs machine of an offense is not fun to watch? Of course it is. We all it's have better it. than it's better it's, than the Brady one. It's, it's so much. It's so much more fun because it's a black guy involved. We're and we're scoring thirty. It's not 38 because points. of it's a black guy involved. It's just it's because it's it's way more black guys involved. <laughs> we're scoring better. It's a black guy calling the plays. It's a black guy throwing the ball. <laughs> we're scoring thirty-eight points in a Super Bowl, having a fun, awesome shootout. Granted, bad ending. We're not playing thirteen to three bullshit snail fuck games. That's true. Like Tom Brady did his <laughs> entire true. career, and Tom That's Brady. True wasn't ever amazing. He was just good at being a quarterback and he always had a great defense with him. And when he didn't, he had Randy Moss. And when, and, and when and they we were didn't the world's that, he had the referees. It was, I was going to say when they were the world, when the Pats were the world superpower, they got all the calls at that time too. It started with a bad call with the fucking, uh, the tuck rule. So that's what yeah, happens when you're good. You get calls in your favor. I don't even blame the, the chiefs for this. This you, being getting crazy good calls in big games is because you're in the big game all the time. That's yeah. That's what happens. I mean, get What's those get those fingies off the jersey, but yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> What's gonna happen when they just give Eric Bieniemy the job and they don't miss a beat? He's he's flirting with some other teams right now. I know this happens every off season, and Ain't he probably will not get a job. He's even not though just, both uh, not <laughs> other teams, Dan, the Commanders. That's his only interview left is the commander's offensive coordinator. That's the job. Yeah. Ruin this guy's life. I mean, he should walk in there and smack the shit out of somebody for offering him that job. (laughs) He should not take it. But if he does, I'm interested to see like, you know, what the division of labor really is. I do think that Eric Bieniemy came up with this game plan and that alone should be a coaching hire right there. Just get you fast tracked to the top of the list for, you know, any fucking job that was left. And then they hire the two losers. I mean, it's, I mean, that is the most racism that's been done to Eric enemy yet. Bro, we haven't even gotten into the part where Mahomes went into the locker room at halftime and got shot up with Bane Venom. Something like that. That was venom in him. That That was venom in him, Danny. Every locker room has the Bane Venom. Everyone has it. You decide if you want to use it. That's part of game planning. Uh, what I hate about the Super Bowl, and there are so many things. Oh, there are really so many options here because... Oh, you didn't have fun? I did. I actually did have fun, and I am going to get to that actually in this hate. Uh, but a couple quick ones. Obviously, the refs, we kind of covered that. Um, 
I'm starting to see some like Chiefs Chiefs persecution fantasies of the haters said we wouldn't even have a winning record. We wouldn't sniff the playoffs without Tyreek Hill. I'm like, and I know you have to motivate yourself. I get it. But is Mahomes the greatest thing walking on earth or not? Because if he is, no one thinks you're a bad team. Okay. <laughs> like it's you can't have both. <laughs> what the hell? And, but that's not what I want to stay on. Really, what I want to what I hate about that Super Bowl and just in general is that the season is over. I thought this was a great season. It was historic that Danny and I got this matchup at all. The buildup was awesome. We got that perfect day in New Orleans on Championship Sunday. And technically the best Eagles season ever, I mean, records-wise, in terms yeah. of wins and, and a bunch of other stuff. And good signs and for the future. Great signs for the future. So I was thinking about the league-wide storylines. You know, Damar Hamlin, that was terrifying. Brady retired. That's a huge story we've barely talked about. Russell Wilson being all-time hilarious all season. Uh, and Mahomes winning. Payton now? Yeah, Sean Payton's back. You know, in the re- you know, you could argue the story of the season was Mahomes winning MVP and Super Bowl MVP, but that's chalk. That's what we expect from him. I will always remember this season as the Hurts ascension, the Jalen Hurts ascension. Nobody fucking expected this. That's the most surprising thing that happened in football this year. Besides this, the well, guy dying on the except field, except for the guy dying, yeah, th- this was that's not and, surprising. Uh, I knew also, that was right, the enough. Lions winning in Lambeau was also surprising. I mean, that in was terms surprising. of the history of football, the Lions winning in Green Bay, it, it happens what once every fucking uh, 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 eclipse, once every lunar eclipse. It's the Jalen Hurts story. Um, I, I just took to it. My my. My issue with it, not even getting ahead of myself, is I don't think he can sustain the intensity he brought into this season, like throughout his career. I mean, he's like was the Dawkins of the team, bringing up the team, giving these impassioned speeches before the game. And I don't think that's what the quarterback necessarily should be every year. And he, you know, he's putting his body on the line, especially in the Super Bowl, but it's the last game. So you do that. But he's got this thing where. He gets benched in the national championship game. Um, he gets drafted behind another guy. In the Super Bowl, he plays one of the best games any quarterback's ever played in the Super Bowl, but he makes the glaring killer mistake. And that's just his story. But he responded to it unbelievably. And as Danny said, terrified if this guy even got the ball back. Like, Think about what we're talking about. Jalen Hurts versus Patrick Mahomes. How are these guys even in the same fucking sentence? No, and he, he, was, he, he went go to Alabama. With them. <laughs> yeah, that's he true. went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. That I mean, is not a made up thing. It happened. I watched it. He played championship games at least. Yeah, you're right, Jamel. He's had that experience. It's kind of a helpful thing. He was in front of you know 120 thousand Hicks in some Hicks stadium. <laughs> But I don't know. Did you see after the game, he gathered the entire team in the locker room and apologized for fumbling? Like, Mm. he just has this thing where he can't be happy. And like that, I wanted to see them win just to see him exhale. Because now he's still bubbling and bursting with like, I have to work harder next season. Like. Him doing that is he's already thinking about next season because if he didn't apologize, everybody who was still on the team at the end of at the beginning of next year is gonna be like, Man, can you imagine if he didn't fumble? 
<laughs> it was a brutal play yeah. for sure. And but he obviously he came back and couldn't have played better after the play. We saw Mahomes do the same thing in the AFC Championship game. He just dropped the ball. You know, it happens to great players. You know, unfortunately for ours, the, the Chiefs scoop and scored it, and it's seven the other way. But um, I, th- this is the season that I'll always just remember hurts. Like it was so special and unexpected. Like I, I always liked him, but I was like, I didn't expect him to be battling Patrick Mahomes. And, and Travis Kelsey had a quote saying he could have been MVP even in the loss. That's how well he played. Like we might have our quarterback for the future. I mean, I think we do. I, I'm just dumbfounded, but I, I don't even know how to process what I watched with that Jalen Hurts game. Did and you think crazy. he was going to make it? Did you think he was going to make it through the season? Be honest. Did you think he was going to oh, end this season with as a the starter? fan base and the confidence? It was a complete coin toss. I liked him. I like what he brought to the table. He always said the. I, I always said his intangibles are immaculate. Can he throw a football? I mean, <laughs> that was he, always my thing on him. He was. You know, he actually was a playoff quarterback last season. He had enough right. to get there. He just needed to take a step. But you got a second round pick to be this kind of quarterback. That's, I mean, those guys never hit. Those are like Hackenberg type guys. Yeah. And look, he's got great receivers. He's got a great tight end, awesome O line. So the team around him is uh, put together for him to succeed, but. God damn, did that guy play well. I just have to note that. I love Jalen Hurts. That's like, I'll never forget that game. It's like one of the most memorable performances in a loss for an Eagle I'll ever do. So, okay. Enough of my gushing about the losing quarterback here. In the Let's what get... we hated segment, by the way. The Somehow, man. I hate that he didn't get to be happy. That's what I hated. Sure. I wanted that moment at the podium where he got to just smile and be like, damn, I did it. Because that's not his person. We he yeah. shows us nothing. He's would a he, cyborg. Would he even drink a beer? I mean, yes. at least Mahomes is up there, you know, pounding he his lights, crazy. visibly drunk. There's actually a great clip of Mahomes coming out of a porto potty, in where just the fans were using it. They were all surrounding him, and they gave him a standing <laughs> ovation for coming out of the porta potty. Uh, I mean, amazing. it's what's funny is that like when your quarterback wins. I was thinking about this just watching the parades. When your quarterback wins. They really can just walk around any part of the city and do whatever they want. No one will ever commit a crime on Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't need bodyguards or anything. The entire city is protection for Patrick Mahomes now. They will not let anything happen. Like, imagine robbing, trying to rob Patrick Mahomes somehow. Anyway. Anyhow, let's get into our game this week. Um, you know, a lot of people make jokes this postseason, especially about the NFL script and. The script leaked, and uh, all of this was written and predetermined. Uh, it's such a dumb joke that everybody has caught on to. I kind of hate it, but uh, it's a thing. It's out there. It's in the zeitgeist. I'm sorry for even saying that. Oh, but um, <laughs> Danny, you introduced this game. If you could rewrite the script for this Super Bowl, I don't know why you would, but if you could rewrite the script, how? what would you do? Yeah, I think, you know, if we got into that writer's room and we, you know, either we broke in or we legitimately got the job and we thought, <laughs> here's here's something I would change. Um, look, I know how much it must hurt to lose such a close game like that on one totally correct call. Uh, so how I would rewrite the script is I would have it so that 
the refs call the first holding on Juju. So that mm-hmm. way it's more balanced, right? Then we score another touchdown on that drive, obviously. So the first half is more like 24-21, let's say, generously. Then, because the refs feel a little less worried about seeming unfair, they make the correct call on the Miles Sanders fumble that Nick Bolton ran in for another touchdown that they overturned on review because he didn't, what? He didn't have enough time to what? He made a football move. He turned towards the guy. Should have been a touchdown. So we get that one. It's 28-24 in the second half. All momentum for the Eagles is gone. Chiefs then unleashed the hell they were always planning on unleashing. And we win the thing in a route. 42-24. Everybody's happy. Why do we this stop is, scoring? This is the villain. <laughs> this is the villain talk that I'm talking about. This is what I'm saying. That well, was villainous, I, what he just said. I've been doing this all year, to be honest. I mean, it's, uh, it's a character. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, to be completely honest, and I hate to even admit this, that was really close. I easily could have been called a fumble on Miles Sanders. That is probably the last game Miles Sanders ever plays as an Eagle, and I won't be sad if he goes because wow. he played terribly. He really yeah. did. I mean, the the whole running game, too, didn't wasn't as scary as I thought it no, would be, but that's because Jalen Hurts put the team on his back. and you, and you Yeah, got his running game was scary. So He you was know, good. <laughs> and A.J. Brown was great, and Devontae Smith was great. I mean, that's Quez how you Wat- build your team now. Quez Watkins? You got to go. You dropped a huge pass that would have easily led to a touchdown drive in his hands. Ugh, tough. Anyhow, so your rewrite is a fucking bigger win. Yeah, well, I mean, (laughs) you know, you asked me what would I do? Of course, I got to do something just to make it a little bit easier for you, honestly, to deal with. If it was a route, maybe you'd feel a little less cheated. (sighs) Man. I didn't feel cheated. I did throw my hat as hard as I could at my parents' wall when the flag came out. And I was afraid I like chipped it or dented it. So I immediately started apologizing to everybody and then got mad again once I realized the wall was intact. But now, but, who else had thrown a hat at that point? I mean, there's got to be my, a couple of hat throwers in the Super Bowl party. Dan, My Hardy. dad was wearing a sombrero and a poncho. He changed in the third quarter at some point to try and mix up the juju. And he wound up destroying his sombrero by kicking through it. Yeah, I mean, th- <laughs> you know, that that game, I'm going to coin this right now, bad juju. That, yeah, that call, co- you got some real bad juju on that. Mm. And that's that maybe you need to look into the things that you were wearing or the things you were doing or eating at the time, because well, I've handled my superstitious shit perfectly. And actually at the half, I put this very hat back on the TV and I decided I was going to go sans hat and it worked. We let loose a little bit at halftime. We were in the back. We took a tequila shot. We're all posing with uh twos up as in our second Super Bowl. So oh, send me those picks. We, we were feeling ourselves a, a little bit at halftime. Disgusting. Uh, I know, I know. Look, we let our guard down. I gotta say, I didn't feel comfortable like, oh, we have this in the bag, but I was having a good time. I, I'll tell you that. I thought that the game was going well and that it would continue to go well. Um, Jamel, how would you rewrite the script for Super Bowl 57? I mean, honestly, I wouldn't change too much. I'd probably push the Caddyshack ad back <laughs> to after halftime. And then as far as the game goes, uh, Jalen never fumbles, but the Chiefs score after a punt. So the result stays the same to that point. Then 
we get to the end of the game. There is no holding call, but Mahomes throws the touchdown. He actually throws a better ball. Yeah, it wasn't a great was, ball. Because it was not a great ball. He throws he a better ball. He hole. throws a better ball. Juju catches it and then runs into Carl Treffers, thus <laughs> killing him. He dies due to internal bleeding or whatever. We find that out like after the game or so. They might actually know. We find it out instantaneously. They put the results on the Jumbotron. Guys, Carl Sheffer's dead, but the Eagles are getting the ball back with some time left. They come down, tie it up. We go to overtime. We see the Kanye ad. It's actually him saying he wishes everybody a happy Passover. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, I know it's a little early for Passover, but it's right around the corner. It is. Don't forget to say hi to your parents and your grandparents. Passover's coming up. A uh, big shalom to all my people. That's the first ad in the middle of overtime. No score for two possessions. Uh, yeah, and then the Chiefs win it anyway. All right. That's what we all The Chiefs wanted. were winning this game. As I've stated before, they have God and Roger Goodell and every referee and every football fan who either hates the team that's in their city they're from or don't have a team in their city, have all that energy, just giving the Chiefs a spirit bomb. And they yeah. probably still win on a field goal. Now, just to backtrack a little bit, do you think the NFL would be as invested if a ref died on the field? I'm going to say no. I'm gonna. They're pulling his <laughs> ass out like it's Disneyland. He did not die at this game. He actually died in the parking lot of Jack in the Box. Uh, man, I never even considered that possibility. I've always kind of worried that uh, a guy's going to get seriously injured uh, on the field, but I always think it's a player who that's going to happen to. But a ref is certainly uh, uh, a, a human being. A human being. Yeah. Carl, Jeffers, human being. <laughs> Carl Jeffers kneeled over. We, the last photo of him alive we see is him with his hands on his knees and the yellow flag in his hand. <laughs> He was thinking about throwing it. He wasn't they, the one the that threw it. And I'm the just saying, this, threw it. in my rewrite, he's thinking about throwing the flag, but the Chiefs score anyway, and then he gets ran over and he dies. Hey, we're all against Carl Sheffers here. We are. Um, so in my rewrite, um, also involves a death, but let me go backwards for a moment. Uh, <laughs> we all went and saw 80 for Brady. Yeah, hell we yeah. We saw yeah. 80 for Brady in theaters had a great time. Actually, surprisingly entertaining, Very easy watch, fun. some fun jokes, some insane Tom Brady acting. Um, more, but, just more haunting than the whale, I think. <laughs> Tom Brady's performance. There, there is a there's a sequence in 80 for Brady where the the 80 year old women who are huge Patriots fans are, I guess, just Tom Brady fans, as we find out at the end of the movie. Uh, they sneak into the Patriots coaching booth and they influence the game. So like they basically tell the coaches what to do. And that's why the Patriots wind up coming back and winning the game against the Falcons in that Super Bowl. So in my rewrite, same sort of thing happens. There's four Eagles fans who are <laughs> four Eagles, 80 year old uh, four, ladies Four Wegmans Karens. Yeah, exactly. They, go into the Eagles uh, coaching box and they assassinate Jonathan Gannon at <laughs> halftime. No questions asked. It's just knife to throat. Ooh, 
dispose of the body. Honor killing. Oh, yeah. They get on the headset. They know this team better than anybody. They start mixing it up. You You can't just sit back and let this team pick you apart. The Eagles just make one play. I'm not even saying everything's different. We only needed one fucking play. A turnover, a stop, anything. We get it. I think another Brandon Graham sack. And the Eagles wind up winning the game. And nobody knows about this. It comes out weeks afterwards that Jonathan Cannon is actually dead. The Cardinals have still hired him in this scenario, but they just don't know he's he's deceased. I mean, it's the same um, thing. He's he's going to the Cardinals. He's basically I cannot dead. believe the Cardinals. Can you, if you're a, a team and you hire a new coach and the, the fan base of the team you, that that coach just came from is all like, thank God. God, take this guy. <laughs> we hate him. That's how we all feel about Jonathan Gannon. We've hated him all season. He was so lucky we set all these records and had such a great pass rush and all of this stuff, but my goodness. Uh, so yeah, the Eagles win in my rewrite, and it's great. Everything's everything's good. That's fun. Um, any 80 for Brady thoughts? I mean, it was, it's worth seeing. It's worth seeing in the theater. It's worth going with a group. It honestly is that kind of movie. I feel like, you know, our, our time was excellent. We got, we, we had some snacks. We were, people were talking to the theater or, you know, saying stuff to the screen. It was like that kind of vibe. It was pretty live for a movie about four 80 year old women. It was a pretty uh, lit up audience. Good lines. Not as much Gronk as you'd think. V- yeah. I feel very cheated on Gronk, but you more than make up for it in, in Brady. He looks yeah. like he's an AI. Some kind of a deep fake in the movie. And, uh, and Guy uh, Fieri has a cameo. I mean, yeah. Lots the honorable mention to uh, Colonel Taylor from A Different World. The math teacher. <laughs> yes. I mean, he was uh, a very hot, you know, romance going on with... Uh, Rita Moreno was it? Yeah. What is yeah. what is Rita Moreno from? What was she in? She was the she was in West Side Story, The Ridge. Ooh. Oh, shit. Uh, also more like sexually charged jokes that I expected. Um, uh, a a drug trip out scenario. Uh, an f bomb got thrown. Brady got to say, "Let's fucking go." He did. So, um, I thought that the movie was going to be much more mild than it wound up being. So I was a bit surprised by some of the content. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, but And also like a very not hacky approach to the people doing drugs without their consent, you know, line of bits in, in films. It's very which, it's yeah, even you gotta, keeled and fun. You got to think for, for women who were... Uh, in their prime in the seventies, they they know a lot about just getting some drugs handed to them on accident. Yeah, I mean it's it, we. I think we're past the the time when you can do a drug trip scene where everyone's like, "Whoa!" Like people are microdosing DMT most of the time now. It's like this shit is over. Yeah, shouts out to Sally Field who is uh, still kind of hot. Yeah. And as she reminds you constantly in the movie, she's not 80. She's younger than the rest of these girls. (laughs) Hey, Jane Fonda was over 80 and I was fine with that too. Yeah. Hit Jane Fonda no wig. Yeah, that was, that was, all right. He said yes, folks. He (laughs) He said yes, folks. I mean, if (laughs) you like wigs, just keep it on. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Now, 
now that we're talking about it, I think one of the most underrated characters in this movie is Sally Fields' husband. Mm-hmm. Just this sad sack writer Bruh. dick that eventually got kind of gets told, like, make your own fucking decision. And he's like, okay. He's, I will. He's a, there are fun runners in the movie. I mean, the the Jane Fonda's book, there are sexy fan yeah. fiction about Gronk and how everybody reads it. It's very funny in a lot of ways. I yeah. mean, it's, have a few, have a couple beers, go see it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go to a three, theater uh, that sells beers, actually. Bring a beer into the theater. Or pregame it. Treat it like a tailgate. <laughs> it's fine. Either way. Um, all right, let's move into this week's mailbag. You've got mail. Every week. And this is going to be our last week for a while. I will say that. Uh, we're going to take a small break. Uh, guys, we started, what, in August? I think the first week of August, we started covering the 2022-23 NFL season. So we have really touched every corner of this league throughout the season. And I'm proud of that. But let's dive into this mailbag. One final time this season. Jamel Johnson, do you got a piece of mail? Yeah, I do have a letter. I got a letter. My letter today comes from Tahoma 31. The grass they use during the game. Uh, Hey, what's up, guys? Big fan of the show. Yeah, it's me, Tahoma 31. I'm sure you thought I'd be in hiding by now. For those who don't know, I was the grass at the Super Bowl and... People are saying it was one of the worst fields that that a professional game has ever been played on. And what I want to say about that is, is just fuck, man. I'm so sorry, everybody. The truth is I lied on my application to be the field for the Super Bowl. I totally, I told them that I was the field at Princeton. It's actually a lot. I was, I was the field at Bishop Sycamore. Oh, I just I just didn't want to live in my mom's lawn anymore. I wanted to be my own lawn. And I thought it just one little fit. People lie on job applications all the time. They turn around and say, hey, Tehova 31, you get to do the Super Bowl. Are you free? What am I supposed to do? Say no. I was the same field for the Pro Bowl games. Nobody said shit. Uh, anyways, uh, long story short is I regret doing that and I should have stayed in job core. Uh, I'm sorry for ruining everybody's Super Bowl. I guess I'll go home now. Sincerely yours to home of 31. You know, I wish I could ask this grass a question. Just why were you so slippery? What the hell was the deal with that? Like, I get that the grass wasn't great and it was new and nobody had ever played on it. How is grass slippery? <laughs> They're wearing cleats. It's not turf. How does this happen? Crazy. Uh, the, you know, that's the other thing. Uh, what I, I, This is the rest. Oh, there's actually more of the letter. Hold on. Uh, in case anyone is wondering why I was so slippery, I also lied about my name. Uh, I'm actually Tahoma 13, and I've just got oily skin. But I'm grass. Nobody knew. I didn't think anybody would find out my age. I, it was this did not go down like Tom Hanks and Big. I'll tell you that much. It was. It actually was. Dis, I mean, we under discussed it. We actually went you know, right over this talking point. I feel like it was obvious that the field was the reason why 
your pass rush couldn't get anything going that we got zero sacks. We have a good offensive line who were where they needed to be on these plays, but anything that was going like 50, 50 in the trenches, you know, if it's, if it's two really badass, you know, lines going after each other, the sod is going to benefit the offensive line in that case. Definitely. And, you know, I, I didn't want to cry foul over it because both teams have to play on the same field, obviously. And neither team registered a sack. I mean, yeah. the Chiefs did, but it was because Hertz ran out of bounds like one yard short on a scramble. Yeah. wasn't really a QB hit in the backfield. So both teams kind of got fucked on, on this same issue. Um, and yeah, it, so it does bother me a little bit watching like the Chiefs O-linemen wearing these shirts that are like zero sacks and kind of rubbing it in our faces. It's like, yes, it's true, but Mahomes is a fucking wizard in the pocket, as we discussed. And our guys who their whole thing is this edge rush slipped. At, you know, you could go watch all the clips on Twitter. People have broken them down. Our, and the, the Eagles faithful is definitely bitching about the grass. But Now, can I add know. to the growing you know, Philly QAnon uh, contingent that's, that's <laughs> sure. happening. Um, do you think that it's possible that this sod was particularly slippery because the NFL didn't want a defensive game? Mm. Um, that's interesting. I thought you were going to go with like, they wanted the chiefs to win. Cause I don't believe that. Um, I wouldn't say that you don't know who's going to win in a shootout, which it was. Right. That's interesting. I didn't consider that the, the, the NFL definitely doesn't want that Rams Patriots Super Bowl that you said the 13 to three game. Mm -hmm. So nobody, anything but that. And if this means more scoring, I think they're happy. So that's dastardly though. It's, you'd never put it down. Sinister shit. You'd never put it past Roger Goodell to do something purely (laughs) evil in the mind. What was with the Goodell, Chris Jones, uh, hug. I think you know he. They, Chris Jones said he's my guy. Afterwards, I don't know what <laughs> what the extent of their friendship is, but maybe Chris Jones is trying to like. Here's what I think: he's trying to like behind the scenes to kind of get on some of that you know union rep like players association mm-hmm. head kind of thing after his career. I like he's that. A smart. He dude. wants to be Troy Vincent. Yeah, smart dude seems really into the game. Great move. He's he's an ambassador. You know he doesn't uh, he doesn't seem to say the wrong things in public situations. Maybe he and Roger Goodell have gotten some dinners together. I don't know. It seemed like it. That he was, didn't get that a was more th- He didn't get a fucking no, shit. I know. I'm saying that was more than like a congratulations. Uh, you're the Super Bowl champion. It was my fucking guy. It was a fanboy thing. I think Goodell yeah. is, he is a figurehead. He got installed in this job for God knows what reasons by people who are thousands of times more powerful than him. And so he's just kind of a fan sitting in the best seat in the house. Yeah. Um, okay. I got a piece of mail here. Um, let me see. Okay. It's a package. Let me open this up. It's a tape recording from the future. Um, let me just push play here. It looks like it's a speech. Um, okay. I'm just going to push play. And the Academy Award for Best Actor goes to... Patrick Mahomes' ankle. Come on up, Pat Mahomes' ankle. Here he comes. Yeah. Why would this part be in the speech? <laughs> wow. What a rush. I did not expect this. They said, write a speech. And I didn't because I didn't think this would happen. And I know that's going to get me in trouble with Coach Reed. But 
Oh my God. There's so many people to thank. Where do I start? Um, look, this was definitely my greatest performance. So thank you all for believing in me. Uh, I want to thank my mom. I want to thank Roger Goodell. I want to thank the, the, uh, the, the grass that you guys were all talking about. You, you really gave it everything. And you know, I've had somewhat of an unorthodox career, so I wanted what I want more than anything is all of your respect. And I know that first Super Bowl didn't really earn it all, so but this time I feel it, and I can't deny the fact that you like me. Right now you like me. You really like me. As an openly queer woman of color, may this remind you all that no matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. Jobless, signed Patrick Mahomes' ankle. All right. Now, can I ask, is this saying that Patrick Mahomes' ankle was the performance of the game, meaning he performed so well on it? Or are we saying that the whole thing was a performance that his ankle didn't really hurt that much? Because I've heard some peeing people talk about that shit, too. All we know is it captivated the nation, dog. I don't know what's true beyond that. Wait, all right. Yeah, what's, hey. what's better, peeing or e for Eagles? You hear that E? Oh. What's the P? Is that the Patrick? It's like Philly. Patrick? See, we don't know. All right, oh, Philly so Anon. It's um, P Anon. P Anon because it's close to Q. P L O M N O P Q. Okay. Yeah. Um, We're just trying to yeah, coin like, here. Let us. Let I us like P Anon better. You know, to be uh, honest, I haven't like entertained P Anon Twitter that much because I've been. It's been hard to to really dive deep into some of this stuff. I don't subscribe to conspiracy stuff in general i just think the results are what the results were and i accept them maybe i'm a fucking schmuck for that but uh i <laughs> eventually i will deep dive into it and just see what people are uh coming up with because it is funny to not accept a loss <laughs> regardless of situation of it, if it's eagles chiefs sports fans who don't accept a loss are pretty funny i like, was about to be one of those guys actually <laughs> If you had gotten the well, ball Chiefs back. and on, what would you guys have been? I think, uh, fuck, that's should have been a holding call. I guess that's the one okay. thing. Yeah, see you, none. Yeah. We got nothing. And see, you know, you could everybody can cry about like a hold call that was missed in the second quarter, but everybody would just brush you off. It had to be at that time in the game for some sort of uh, validity. But okay, Patrick Mahomes' ankle. Can't wait to see you this weekend at the Oscars. Uh, that's nice. We got a little spoiler alert. And in um, Snow Dogs too. Whenever they eventually <laughs> do Snow Dogs too, they've got to have done one. Yeah. Let's do. Let's go on Disney Plus. It's probably in the bottom of the bag there somewhere. Speaking of the bottom of the bag, Danny Solomon, do you have a letter? I do, us? and I will grab from the bottom of the bag. Hey guys, this is Big Sports Media, the shadow conglomerate that deals out all the money and influence in the sports media landscape. And I'm writing to say, like the show. It's not love yet, because you're still under 500 Twitter followers, and your TikTok gets less engagement than a local math teacher's football analytics channel. Oh, man. But you've still, you've got something. Something about this show is working. You guys tightened up the program to a lean one hour 15. You bought real mics. Hey. And you get shockingly good guests all season long. So as a result, you doubled your listenership and got hey. yourself some quality retweets along the way. And so we've decided that we will be picking up Sorry We Love Football's fifth year option. 
Hey, let's go. Come we'll on back. back. <laughs> yes, sir. Come <laughs> on back right, and prove to us this upcoming year that you deserve the big contract. And fans of this show, keep listening. Don't stop for some reason. <laughs> and help the guys out by telling everyone you know about this show any way you can. Don't force them to set up a Patreon. Boys, <laughs> we're counting on you to keep this momentum going. 2023 is a make or break year. Don't blow it like James Bradbury did on that obvious hold. Signed, there you go. Big Sports Media. What uh, great news. We allow. Been waiting to hear from these guys, like for real, for Let's a couple go. years now. Come on, man! I fucking I um I sent in a uh, uh, our our packet. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for that. You, and yeah, most of the and, guest emails this season. Lots of lots of yeah. answered emails. I did not expect. And you know, big sports media. I'm, I'm glad you're even we're on your radar at all. If if nothing else, I, I don't know how else to champion this show, but I have one certainty about this show. We are the funniest football podcast. I, I I challenge any other show. I really earnestly do. There may be other that have uh, better this, that, or the other thing. I don't think there's a funnier show out there. So if there's somebody who's hearing this and thinks that there is one, send it our way, please. Bro, and then we don't even just wait until we're in the same room again. We yeah, haven't done real. this show in the same room for years. I mean, we, we would have... We'd have been the funniest podcast in the world if if we all didn't live 30 minutes apart from each other. <laughs> Dan, I'm just I'm hoping that your funniest podcast in the world declaration doesn't turn into a juju tweet where everybody jumps on his ass. I mean, <laughs> we're calling our shot here and I agree. And you know, we're going to do everything we can. We're going to stay doing, you know, the big moments during the off season. We're going to take that needed break that we all need. But stick with us for the next season. It's only going to get more and better and funnier. God help us. God willing, we can continue Amen. this fucking whatever it is. Yes, sir. Kind of just ride. like yeah. Keep hanging out. We're going to take a break. I mean, you probably need a break from football. So do we. It's football. It's too intense for twelve months. Hey, we'll be back with uh, free agency with draft uh, previews and, and reactions. There's plenty of football to go around. We just, like we said, it was a, a couple five-month sprint or uh, however long. And now uh, we're going to take a well-deserved uh, mini break. We'll be back with hot takes, funny takes. And, and like you said, the Juju thing, I cha- who are you going to challenge us with? The Pat McAfee show? Get the fuck out of here. What is the funny football show? There isn't one. Because football's not funny, but we make it funny. That's right. Or die trying. You understand? And I'm sorry for next season when we sell out and we're on like the Ringer's podcast network and you have to listen to eight minutes of ads or some bullshit. Well, sorry. I'm sorry that we did, just went right over final thoughts. These are final thoughts. Oh, of the season. okay. So this doesn't count as my sorry or yours. <laughs> I'm sorry that I skipped final thoughts. I just want to throw out, I have a list. I have just a a real, just a machine gun. Um, Final thought, the Eagles fans booed Dak winning man of the year. I thought that was very funny and kind of sad. Tasteful. Tasteful. Um, (laughs) Country singer anthems. 
got redeemed, I think, a little bit. Most of the time, it's the snooze fest. This one was pretty good. Uh, Nick Sirianni loved it. Loves really... Chris Stapleton. God, how did we miss that? We didn't talk about that today. That is, that's a bad look, though. You can't be the crying at the anthem guy. Uh, Eagles Chiefs could be the season opener, by the way, boys. That's another one of these final thoughts. That could be interesting. I'm kind of not rooting for it. I'd rather it be somewhere later in the season. Um, Belichick did this thing where he used to, whenever he was playing a white jersey team, he would use white gloves. Mm. Y'all should have done that. You couldn't. You might not have had that call against you because the glove. That's, that's one of those minute things. And then finally, my final final thought of I guess the whole season, maybe the whole this whole Chiefs run. Chad Henney, bon voyage. He retired yeah. right after the game. What a great career, man! Coming coming in in the biggest of spots and performing, stealing money from all the other teams, but being somehow weirdly worth the one year four million dollar or whatever contract that you got every year to be Mahomes' backup. And you always did something. You are the you are maybe the 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 closing note of this entire season for me. He got paid $30 million just to be prepared for that game. I'll pay it gladly out of my own pocket and go $4 million in debt immediately. You, you know, it's crazy. You guys are talking salaries. I meant to bring this up earlier. That matchup of Mahomes hurts just monetarily. Mahomes is like making $500 million and Hertz is like making what we made at ridiculousness. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is happening yeah. on this field right now? Um, but my final thought is I'd like to leave everybody with a prediction. And I genuinely believe this rematch. I think next season, I, I unless something barring injury, if these two teams say relatively healthy, especially the quarterbacks, I see no reason why it can't be Chiefs Eagles next Super Bowl. The hangover, so, it's real. The, though. the Eagles, but the Eagles' core is young, and they're especially the offense. We're not losing anyone on offense. The defense will be a hodgepodge of bullshit. But who cares? This defense was a, a fraud, as we learned all along. It's not as long the as the offense is. is okay, we'll be okay. Yo, you you have a shot. Rematch. Well, I want Mahomes. <sighs> Okay. Well, my final thought is I'm so glad this year is over because, I mean, I can't take you guys anymore. It's like I'm so it's the the shows never end because you guys teams are good. So there's always one more thing to say because both of your teams are good. I'm over it. Uh, also, uh, congratulations to Nick Sirianni for crying and him crying having nothing to do with them losing. He didn't call a bad play. I mean, what you could say that the defense was his fault. But that was the second half. He hadn't cried for hours. <laughs> so, you know, that's a, that was a good look for him. I'm glad you like country music and it, it hits your soul. Uh, also, NFL, move the Pro Bowl to after the Super Bowl, please. Uh, no one's going to watch it anyway, but at least if you do it this way, all of the freaks who are desperate for more football will have something to do. Yeah. Oh, that's what the game. XFL is for. That's when they're fucking promoting USFL and XFL. You got one more week. You could suck one more week out of us, man. People gambling on the Pro Bowl. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, man, what a ride. What a season. I, I, mm -hmm. I had a great time. Me too. I, I'm sorry that I'm ending this on a positive note, even though I should be fucking a, a mess of a person. But uh, 
I'm sorry, but we will be back. And I'm sorry, Jamel, that our teams won. It was great for us. Maybe next Whatever, year. Dude. No. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, sorry that the season's over, but uh, listen to every episode from this season like 10 times in a row. Peace. <laughs>